0: Uh, we can begin by singing Psalm one hundred in the Scottish Psalter, uh, the first version. All people that on earth do dwell sing to the Lord with cheerful voice, Him serve with mirth, his praise forth tell, Come ye before him and rejoice. We'll sing the whole psalm. Shall we pray? Lord, we give thanks that we can uh, gather together tonight uh, to worship you, the, our great God. We realize that we are not worshiping an unknown God, one who we have to somehow or other work out ourselves who you are, but you are the God who has revealed yourself in your word. And in your word you um, give us details that, and use uh, images to help us understand something about you and your plans. Uh, we pray Lord that you would um, be reminding us that uh, you are the God who is sufficient uh, for us, for all our needs supposing everyone in the world were to come to you for help you are able to do that and it's good for us to know that we can draw near to you confident that you can uh, help us Uh, we pray that you would also show to us that you can deal with our inner lives as well as with our outward experiences and you can Give us in our souls what we need there uh, Whether it be uh, reviving or comforting or whatever You're able to uh, do that And it it was done because you're a God of grace and mercy That you uh, come to us and Not because uh, we deserve it but because you are kind and compassionate and therefore we pray Lord that you would speak to us tonight from your word uh, we always need to hear what you have to say um, that's our constant need and we thank you that your word uh, continually meets that need um, giving to us the spiritual blessings that, that are appropriate for us Uh, at any given time. We know that we are gathering here in the last evening of the year and obviously it's a time for uh, reflection as we look back and also a time of anticipation or as we look ahead and as we come to this uh, particular crossroads in life uh, we do give you thanks uh, for the, the ways you have led us uh, through life uh, up until now and we do pray that in the, the year to come uh, that you would uh, help us as we uh, face whatever will happen. Lord, uh, we confess we don't know the future, uh, that's hidden from us, and that's hidden from us at all levels. Uh, we don't know the future of our nation, and we don't know the future of our families, and we, we don't know the future of ourselves. And, and to us, all of that is unknown, but as far as you are concerned, you know it all every detail, nothing in the coming year is going to surprise you although for as far as we are concerned there, there may be many uh, surprises but we just pray Lord that our trust would be in yourself and that we would have confidence in the Lord and knowing that you are able to do for us far above what we can ask or even think we give you thanks for the gospel for the gospel that doesn't change and for the the one it focuses on the saviour Jesus and we thank you for what he did in the past uh, when he uh, came into our world and lived and died and rose again and we thank you too that he is now highly exalted and given the name above every name and that from the throne of heaven he guides all affairs working everything for the benefit of his body the church and since we are part of that body uh, we can uh, look to him to bless us in this coming year pray you remember the congregation here and bless each person connected to it all the families each one of them Uh, remember them all we pray and even now at this particular time that you would speak to each of them and that they would hear your voice and be helped by it so Lord we just ask your blessing in that way remember the services taking place uh, throughout our country today on your own day Uh, we thank you Lord for every place for the gospels preached and we pray that you would um, bring in a great (laughs) harvest of sinners Uh, We really have no idea how much you are doing. Uh, We don't know what you are doing in the next towns to us, next villages, far less what you are doing throughout the country. But we pray, Lord, that you will be stretching forth your mighty hand and bringing people into your kingdom. So be with us we pray in our service Help us as we sing your praise And read your word and think about it That you yourself would speak to us in our hearts And we pray you do so uh, With the pardon of our sins For your own name's sake Amen Uh, We can sing again This time Psalm 1 And sing Psalms And we can sing the whole Psalm Blessed is the one who turns away from where the wicked walk, who does not stand in sinners' paths, nor sit with those who mock. We can sing the whole psalm. Can turn to the Old Testament and read Psalm twenty three <clears throat> A Psalm of David. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And may God bless that reading. We'll sing again this time Psalm 63 and sing Psalms. O God, you are my God alone, I seek your face with eagerness. My soul and body thirst for you in this dry, weary wilderness. We can sing the whole psalm. We can turn back to the psalm we read there psalm 23 and we can read again verses 2 and
1: 3
0: he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake Well, uh, those of us who were here um, last uh, Sunday night, um, we started looking at the psalm, uh, Psalm 23, and uh, as far as as I can see, the psalm itself um, divides fairly easily into four uh, sections. verse 1 is the uh, um, claim that the shepherd makes Um, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and then he follows that with two pictures of contrasting experiences in which he will not want the first one is in verses 2 and 3 and it is what we could call pleasant places he would not want in pleasant places and then in verses 4 and 5 he he describes two difficult circumstances um, and again he's indicating that he would not want in them either, or lack anything. And then in verse six, there's his conclusion. I mean, all the the verses or the verbs that until now are, are in the present tense, and he is indicating that the because God does these things. Uh, consistently and constantly that therefore is fairly straightforward to make the conclusion that he makes in verse 6 that goodness and mercy will follow him all the days of his life so I want us to think um, briefly about verses 2 and um, 3 more pleasant situations that the psalmist will go through as one of God's sheep. They're not one hundred percent pleasant but um, they are much more uh, positive we could say than the ones he describes in verses four and five. In verses two and three he refers to uh, three things as we can see, Uh, the first one is he makes David lie down in green pastures and leads him beside still waters, that's the first thing he does, and then the second thing the shepherd does is he restores my soul, and then the third thing he does is he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And before um, we look at um, these three things individually, there's just a couple of comments uh, that we can make about uh, the three of them, and that is an obvious one, which is that it's the shepherd that is in charge, isn't it? It's not the sheep that decides anything in this particular uh, illustration, rather the the shepherd makes him lie down the shepherd leads him, the shepherd restores him and again in verse 3, the shepherd leads him. So the shepherd is uh, constantly in charge of the entire situation and that's very important uh, for us to recognize. Uh, The three particular details that he mentions lying down in green pastures and uh, leading beside still waters that's the first one I think and then the second one restores my soul and the third one leads me they look like a kind of sequence that um it is possible that what's described in verse two he makes me lie down in green pastures and lead me beside still waters is the morning of a day and then at the start of verse 3 where he restores my soul uh, that's noon because that is when the animals would rest and then he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake that would describe the the um, afternoon as the uh, shepherd led his sheep back maybe not necessarily back to the fold because it is possible that the shepherd could make a new fold for the sheep. So it looks as if uh, verses 2 and 3 are a kind of daily um, experience in the life of a sheep. In the morning the shepherd takes, leads the flock out and finds finds suitable places for them to obtain grass to eat and water to drink, if they need to drink. And then uh, the next stage of the shepherd's care is to restore him, restore the sheep, the sheep's soul, the sheep's life. And then that's followed by being led in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And of course this doesn't happen once, it's repetitive, this is just a psalmist illustration uh, of the uh, Lord's care of him uh, day by day in his life. So I'll just look briefly at the three things he mentions, uh, the green pastures and still waters and then restoration of soul, what's that? and then leading in paths of righteousness. I mean the whole illustration of a shepherd and a sheep is very simple and straightforward. Um, Obviously we've all seen sheep and people looking after them in our own lives and while the methods done in our country today are probably very different from what happened in Israel in Old Testament times yet the picture is one that's very straightforward and simple and easy for us uh, to grasp but as illustrations and we, we have to um, try and work out what the point of the illustrations are now with regard to um, green pastures and still waters well I think they're illustrative of spiritual provision. I think that's what the psalmist is saying, isn't it? I mean, that's obvious. He's illustrative of spiritual provision but his illustration is also specific and we're, we're meant to ask questions of it. And um, I don't know what questions would come into your mind as you read these verses but I'll just mention the ones that came into my mind. The first one is, why are they always green, the pastures? I mean, these pastures are are set in Israel, which of course is a, a country, a large part of it is desert. So why are these pastures always green? Every morning, as it were, when the shepherd leads out the sheep, the sheep always finds itself in green pastures so why are they always green (coughs) a second uh, feature or issue that uh, came to my mind is also there in verse 2 And why is the word pasture in the plural I mean why would it not just be the shepherd leads me to a green pasture why is he taking a this one sheep to um, several green pastures. Um, it's possible I suppose in the, the literal life of the sheep, uh, well so this is all that's possible in the literal life of a sheep, that you go to one, uh, it will go to one pasture after another and so therefore the samas could just mean it's all sequential he goes whatever the pastures points to he goes to one and then to another one and then to another one <laughs> but since he is speaking about god the pastures may not be sequential but they may be simultaneous and that the God could as it were wherever these pastures point to God could lead them to all of them or more than one of them simultaneously so why is it plural what are the pastures the third um, question is um, why is the first action of the shepherd um, to make him lie down, da- make the sheep lie down. The, um, there's a kind of silence before that in the psalm isn't there we're not told um, where the sheep has been um, prior to the lying down but we assume that the uh, shepherd has been leading it. So the, the hint that uh, that's here in verse 2 about the shepherd making the sheep lie down uh, suggests that the time has now come uh, for the sheep to chew the cud, isn't it? That he, he no longer has to um, be finding bits of grass, as it were, to eat. Um, he's already, the sheep has already been doing that. and. The time has now come for the, <coughs> the sheep to uh, be forced to lie down and I suppose another question that comes to mind is why does the sheep have to be compelled to lie down? The, uh, the mat seems to be a thrust, isn't it? That The, the shepherd is, is forcing the sheep to, to lie down and what does that point to? I don't know uh, very much about sh- sheep. Um, the they did used to gather around the, the manse we had in the place that I was used to be in in but I always got the impression of them that they weren't too keen on water and um, they may be, maybe not, I don't know but I, I assume um, a river is dangerous for sheep I don't know, um, maybe I'm speaking to people who know a lot more about sheep than I do but um, but. Uh, the I suppose that's the point of the still waters, isn't it? They are they are they are taken to something that's not dangerous. Whereas in verses four and five, they are taken to places that are dangerous. So there's. A, um, I was best thing to do of course when you don't know something is to try and find someone who does and uh, I looked at one uh, commentator and he said that the still waters were kind of little streams of water that were that were found alongside the edge of fields in Israel mm-hmm. and uh, if the sheep happened to want to drink they could just go there quite safely but uh, The question of stillness, it's almost as if the shepherd wants the sheep to be still, (coughs) serenity, calm. And uh, the the final uh, thing that crossed my mind as I thought about these pictures of being made to lie down in green pastures and to be led beside still waters it's that the sheep itself to not have to worry in the slightest about its food. Now, I have no idea if sheep worry about that or not. I don't suppose anybody does. None of us can actually uh, read the mind of um, sheep, I suppose. But it would be rather strange if a sheep um, was to worry about where the f- next meal was coming from. But the, the psalmist does give the impression that the sheep doesn't have to worry about it, doesn't it? That the shepherd, well that's his job. He is the one who has got to take the sheep to the place where there's green pastures and still waters and, and that's it. So as um, I thought of these features um, I just wondered, what, what does that mean spiritually, all these things and one thing that does come out is God's interest in His people having rest. Isn't that so obvious isn't it? God's interest in His people having rest. and a verse that that comes to mind connected to that is what Jesus said and this verse is that we know very well found there at the end of Matthew chapter 11 and and in that that chapter Jesus is speaking to people who have been burdened by the Pharisees (laughs) the Pharisees had put all kinds of religious obligations onto people and I forget how many rules they had but there was about 600 and something and, and the accumulation of all these rules meant that anybody that followed them had no rest. There was no internal rest and Jesus as he saw these people he said come unto me All you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. There's almost a a choice there between the religion of the Pharisees um, who imagined that they were doing what God wanted and that kind of way of doing things and the religion of Jesus which was come unto me and they don't have to do anything. I will give you rest. Initially, that's it. I will give you rest. Whatever they were seeking for as they tried to implement the instructions of the Pharisees, they'd be looking for some kind of um, satisfaction, some kind of pleasantness in their religious experience and Jesus says I can give it to you just like that and then he goes on to say to them if you want to maintain that he says take my yoke upon you and learn of me and you shall find rest to your souls so the This picture of rest that's given here in this psalm Well it's it's green isn't it, it's always green And the reason why the pastures are green Is because the rain fell on them Or the dew came on them And the psalmist is not picturing an idealistic world But he is picturing the ideal world And there is is a difference between idealistic and ideal. And in our hearts, as we're all familiar I'm sure with a statement of Augustine, that there is in each of us, in our hearts, a God-shaped vacuum that only God can fill. And we try and fill it with all kinds of things. And we don't find inner rest rest to our souls and the Lord in His grace and mercy offers to us as as Jesus indicated in that promise He offers to us immediate rest but He also offers to us continual rest and I think that's what the psalmist is describing here Resting in the Lord Experiencing from him Through his rich Grace, mercy And so on I mean Jesus On one occasion made a very wonderful On numerous occasions he made wonderful promises But one that comes to mind At the moment is Where he says I am come That you might have life And have it to the full which is a wonderful promise, isn't it, in John 10 and verse 10. So uh, that's one application I think of this first point of lying down in green pastures and still waters, that there should be uh, an element of spiritual comfort and rest of soul in a believers experience. It should just be there because He provides it. A second uh, lesson, uh, I think, or application that comes from this particular uh, illustration of being made to lie down in green pastures and still waters is: what is chewing the cud? Uh, that's what the sheep has been made to lie down to do. What's its spiritual equivalent? And The suggestion I would make is That the spiritual equivalent is meditation You know that um, Even if we take this psalm itself You know if we read verse 1 The Lord is my shepherd And we I shall not want And we um, just analyze it and that tells us well God will take care of me doesn't it but are we meant only to spend five seconds thinking that that God will take care of me it doesn't take very long to actually work out what the actual claim is in verse 1 but God as he, uh, the shepherd as he leads the sheep uh, around and then every so often he makes it lie down in green pasture I think he's, it's a picture of God leading us to meditate to reflect, to analyse the Lord, well who's he? why is it in the present tense, the Lord is what's the thrust of the word my? What does it mean for him to be a shepherd Why does God want to call himself a shepherd And so on And we just have to think about it And in our current circumstances Whatever they may be Whatever we're happening but it's always in the present tense We can't live anywhere else can we We can't We can meditate about the past But we can't meditate in the past and we can meditate about the future, but we can't meditate in the future we've always got to meditate in the present and surely it's a good thing, we sang about it in Psalm 1 the, the outcome of somebody who meditates and of course meditation is a, is a big thing in today's world, doesn't know what the Bible means by meditation? Quite often in today's world, meditation is letting your mind go blank But in the Bible it's actually the opposite It's filling your mind with something that makes you um, Think something through And The word actually for meditation there in Psalm 1 is It's a word to mutter. You speak to yourself
1: it's not silence You just
0: say to yourself uh, I don't know what happens to you if you try to think about something silently but I know what happens to me I fall asleep But uh, if we say to ourselves speak to ourselves meditate and the sheep there well it might just be <laughs> just so silly well, where does the shepherd take me today? all these green pastures we mentioned earlier they were plural and uh, the green pastures that the Lord provides are the means of grace, aren't they? I mentioned that this morning, but (coughs) reading the Bible I mean the, the Bible is the only book in the world that actually speaks to the reader because it's a, it's a living book and it constantly speaks to the reader the Holy Spirit is speaking in God's Word and that's obviously a very important pasture but as I mentioned earlier we can the sheep could only do them sequ- these pastures sequentially but we can do spiritual pasture simultaneously because at the same time if we are reading the Bible uh, we can pray or we can be doing it in fellowship but anyway meditation is a very important thing and as I mentioned earlier it would be daft for the sheep to be worried wouldn't it but Jesus spoke about worry, didn't he I mean, there are some things in life that is, uh, is appropriate to be concerned about, but there also are some things in life that's not appropriate. And Jesus mentions them. He says, "What's the point of worrying about your height? You can't make yourself bigger or smaller." And sometimes we have to say, "Don't we?" That we worry about things that we shouldn't worry about as I said there are some things that does cause us concern and that's I mean Paul talks about the care, the worries he had, the care of all the churches but there is a danger that can we can worry about things that well the, the hairs of our head Jesus says don't worry about that and, and he just and this sheep here is Jesus going to take care of me? that's what he'd be saying to the shepherd wouldn't he? and the answer to that question of course is of course the shepherd will take care of you and that's what this message is for ourselves as well and then secondly there's restoration of soul inner life What is our soul? I mean, it's very hard to describe a a person's soul, isn't it? I mean, it's, well, what is the soul? The soul is, in a certain sense, it's the feature within us that makes us move, doesn't it? It's a, it's a location of energy spiritual energy and uh, it's, like a, it's almost like a battery in a car I mean if the car can look wonderful but if the battery flat it's going nowhere and uh, in a certain sense that happens in the spiritual life too doesn't it we can, we can look as if we are competent but uh, inside we might just feel flat and powerless and the sheep here says that he needs, or it needs its soul to be restored so the soul must find itself being what it shouldn't be if it has to be restored Just. Affected adversely By whatever had happened And as we think of the illustration Well, well what would cause the sheep To be um, needing restoration Because this, this is not in the dangerous section of the psalm is it? This is in the more pleasant section of the psalm so why would it need that in restoration? Well, there could be the roughness of the journey, couldn't it? I mean, walking along through these pasture fields, there could be holes in the ground and the sheeps could just be affected by that or there, there could be physical illness, the sheep might not have been feeling well or there <laughs> one of the strange things that I noticed about uh, the sheep that were outside the manse that I mentioned earlier was that most of the bruises they got was from one another. I mean, for some reason, they liked to headbutt each other. And um, I always thought that was rather strange for these sheep to be doing, but that's what they did. And that could affect them as they were going through the pastures. Another thing that may have made their soul a bit flat was their unpopularity because the villagers didn't want the sheep to come in just because of the, the mess they left behind them and the sense of flatness and weariness could just come from the sheep's propensity to wander away. These things are can be seen as you look at any kind of, of sheep. And the psalmist is saying, well, even in good times you can find yourself spiritually dry. lack of energy flat these difficulties in life we live in a fallen world we haven't yet reached the world of perfection we live in a world where written over everything as the writer of Ecclesiastes says is the word vanity Something is just Nothing is ever going to be perfect There's always going to be something that will spoil everything And that has its effects upon us Who can deal with that? Well the answer of course is Jesus You and I Well we're all Kate of Backsliding Or wandering away I mean who can deal with that? Jesus (coughs) And we can find life hard It's not easy to be unpopular But in our society We are unpopular People regard us Christians They regard Christians As strange Odd We don't share their values And all that can be hard on us We have to turn to the shepherd And he can refresh our souls Nobody else can do that He can restore us he just does it takes us to green pastures and makes us meditate and restoration happens and then that leads briefly to him leading us in the paths of righteousness paths of righteousness of course are just God's commands and it's interesting he doesn't say, the psalmist doesn't say he leads me to paths of righteousness Right, he leads me in paths of righteousness Which gives the impression that the paths of righteousness In the imagery of the psalm The paths of righteousness are just right beside the place of restoration Indeed it gives the impression that the restoration is part of the paths of righteousness And when they are restored They just start walking in them and the sheep heads off following the the shepherd in the path of righteousness but it does indicate doesn't it that the shepherd is not found in the path of unrighteousness and sometimes it's very hard to work out if something is entirely right I mean Bunyan and Pilgrim's progress he comes to, the Christian comes to a point where there's two paths and they look very similar there's a, there's a path that he's on which is the right one but right beside it there's another path which looks very similar and very <coughs> enticing and Christian thinks he should just go on that for a while but as he goes on to it he doesn't notice that it is slowly separating from the right path and before he knows it Christian and and hopeful have made their way to the doubting castle and it all started from them just taking a couple of steps away from the the path but as we are on this path what do we need? well we need strength don't we? To keep going on the path And Paul reminds us I can do all things Through Christ who strengthens me We need guidance And we get that in the Bible The paths of righteousness What's right And we're on the path We're sensitive to the shepherd Because we're following him These paths of righteousness And the we will finish in a minute but the, the thing that seems to me about these paths of righteousness is It all depends on the next step, doesn't it? As we are walking along the paths of righteousness it all depends on the next step What are we going to do next? And we have to keep on walking in the path of righteousness this following the shepherd as he leads us according to his own word and um, reveals to us where we should be going. Why does the shepherd do this? Well we might say he does it for our benefit which of course is true but it's not the reason that's given in verse 3. The reason that's given in verse 3 is that he does it for his own name's sake. He does it for his own glory. He does it, going by the imagery of the psalm, he does it so that everybody will see that he's the Good Shepherd. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, is constantly revealing his competence and his capability. But he does that through his people and he does it for his own name's sake Jesus never wants a situation in which somebody would think that he's not a good shepherd and therefore he leads his people in the paths of righteousness provides grace for them and leads them along the pathway of holiness the best way for them to live so that's I shall not want in pleasant places the psalmist he's writing from experience isn't he and it's good to have this experience a day in the life of a sheep in the morning led out into the green pastures and then we're forced, compelled by love by the shepherd to think about what's happening not to go through life mindless but to reflect on what's happening and to experience his restoration and that just leads us to continue in the path of righteousness as he leads us in them day by day the shepherd and his sheep it's the best life isn't it the life of rest resting resting in Christ shall we pray Lord we give you thanks that no matter our burdens and no matter where we may have gone in our minds or in our actions that we can come and find rest in yourself there we may be inclined to try and find rest somewhere else in our own actions or whatever but help us to find rest in yourself to lean upon Jesus As it were, the other picture that's given in your word of those coming up from the wilderness who are leaning on their beloved. And help us Lord to have this warm and gentle and persistent relationship with the Savior. Lord grant that we would enjoy being the sheep of Christ. And finding that he Can lead us To the pastures of rest So bless us Lord And remember us all For your own name's sake Amen I will sing Psalm 23 From the Scottish Psalter mm-hmm. The Lord's my shepherd I'll not want Makes me down to lie In pastures green He leadeth me the quiet waters by. We'll sing the whole psalm. the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy